San Francisco put a non-citizen in office, this is part of the left's plan to demolish our republic. Commentary California is once again leading the way, showing us the dark, dystopian post-America future that awaits us if the left remains in power. The latest absurdity is that a non-citizen was appointed to office in San Francisco, the first time such a thing has happened in this country. According to the New York Post, Kelly Wong, reportedly an immigrant rights activist from Hong Kong, was unanimously appointed by San Francisco's Board of Supervisors to the city's Elections Commission on February 14. Think about that for a moment. Somebody who isn't a citizen and isn't even legally allowed to vote, for now, is now supervising elections in an American city. This came to pass, according to the Post, because San Francisco voters passed a measure in 2020 eliminating the citizenship requirement to sit on San Francisco boards. Here's Wong's victory speech, posted by Citizen Free Press. She reportedly knows English, but why make any attempt to demonstrate any attachment to American norms and customs when you can get celebrated for flaunting them? Wong came to the United States in 2019. Nothing seems to bind her to this country in any way besides the fact that she now holds office. That raises several questions. If China and the United States went to war, to which country would Wang be loyal? This development seems particularly concerning given that Chinese nationals are now the fastest-growing group attempting to illegally cross the U.S. southern border. Chinese nationals have been caught flying drones over the Pearl Harbor military base. Hundreds of other incidents involving Chinese nationals at U.S. military bases have occurred in recent years, too. It isn't a stretch to think that the Chinese Communist Party is trying to harm or disrupt the country, or to steal information from the United States. Is Wong a literal Manchurian candidate? Is San Francisco simply becoming a province of China? When Chinese leader Xi Jinping visited San Francisco in November, the streets were lined with Chinese flags. Perhaps that was a glimpse into the future. The potential for spies to infiltrate the American system is only one part, perhaps the smaller part, of why allowing non-citizens to vote or to hold office in our country is so problematic. The modern left is insistent on making the concept of citizenship irrelevant. But this isn't about China or any other country. It's about our country essentially abandoning its republican, constitutional system based on the consent of the governed and the rule of law. To take it a step further in the warped political and moral framework through which the modern left views the world, citizenship may even be a negative. After all, a non-citizen is likely higher on the hierarchy of oppression and more worthy of rights and rewards granted by the state. It must tickle the hindbrain of a certain kind of Western leftist to think of the oppressed peoples of the world not only voting in American elections, but ruling over the United States to make it pay for its sins. There may have been a time when the left feigned some opposition to illegal immigration, but that time has passed. The Biden administration, aided by an army of relentless and fantastically well-funded open borders non-governmental organizations, has done everything in its power to ensure that this country is beset with an endless flow of nearly unimpeded illegal immigrants. According to a Fox News analysis of U.S. Customs and Border Protection data, 7.3 million illegal immigrants have come into the country since Joe Biden became president in January 2021. 
If you gathered all these people into one state, it would be the 15th largest in the Union in terms of population. While this is happening, blue cities and states are in the process of demolishing citizenship requirements for the basic functions and privileges of citizenship. Soon, the only thing left for the citizens of this country will be their obligation to pay taxes to support all the newcomers. Already, cities are reallocating their budgets to cover the enormous costs created by all the illegal immigrants. What we are left with, when all is said and done, is a country that's hardly a country at all. I've had difficulty coming up with a name for this sort of political system, but it certainly isn't a republic, nor is it really a democracy. In the old days, when federalism was stronger, people used to say the United States are this or that. More recently, as the country became more centralized and nationalized, people would say the United States is this or that. That distinction is now sliding away, too. If the left's anti-American project continues, people will have to say the United States was a country, but is now an economic zone, worthy of neither respect nor devotion, in which they happen to live. It will be a wealthy, but decaying remnant of what was once the mightiest and freest nation on earth, a carcass to be devoured by warring ethnic tribes and hostile foreign powers. California is giving us an early preview of this future. The rest of the country now must decide whether this is the kind of progress we want for ourselves and our posterity or whether we hold on to our once enormously successful system of ordered liberty. Reprinted by permission from the Daily Signal, a publication of the Heritage Foundation.